0: Welcome to Perspectives on Perseverance with Dr. Mark Ballard, president of Northeastern Baptist College in Bennington, Vermont. At NEBC, we are committed to developing the mind of a scholar, the heart of a shepherd, and the perseverance of a soldier. This podcast seeks to provide a biblical, historical, and contemporary perspective on perseverance that will help you persevere in your walk with the Lord and in your service to Him, to His people, and His creation. Today is Monday, December 9th, 2019. Join me as we consider a couple examples of perseverance today. Dr. Ballard, earlier today, I was thinking about the thought for the week you left us with in our last episode. That was be a Caleb. You know, I really want to finish well. I've had many conversations in my own ministry about what it means to finish well. And I I just really want to finish like Caleb, like you had mentioned
1: last week. Me too, Joe. You know, Caleb will forever remain one of my all-time heroes and a motivator for me to finish like he did. Well, that being said,
0: President Ballard, uh, each week we've taken a biblical example or a historical example and looked at someone that's persevered. So after looking at Caleb, who can we look to next?
1: Well, Joe, I have two people on my mind today. Uh, the, this time of year always causes me to think about one of them in particular. Her name is Lottie Moon. Lottie Moon. And I've been thinking a lot about her in recent weeks, and especially thinking about uh, how she relates to somebody in the Bible. Yeah, I I know a little bit
0: about Lottie Moon. I've had to study her a couple times through my uh, education. Uh, I know that the International Mission Board uh, receives an offering for missions in her honor each year, and uh, I know it's always in December. And uh, so is that what you've been
1: thinking about, the, the mission board offering, or...? Well, partially, Joe, but, but actually I've been thinking more about the reasons the Mission Board chose to honor her with, with this offering. Uh, December was likely chosen because this month is very special in Lottie's life. She was actually born on December the 12th in 1840, and then she died December 24th uh, in uh, 1912 wow,
0: I I guess I didn't realize that she was born and died in December. I I certainly remembered some of the circumstances of her life, but she passed away only 12 days after her 72nd birthday.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, You know, Lottie was born into an upper middle-class family in Virginia. Uh, She didn't really think she had time for the Lord uh, until she got into college, and uh, when she was in college, Uh, Her life really was radically changed, and and Lottie uh, turned to faith in Christ, Uh, and when that happened, uh, the entire trajectory of her life changed. Her passions changed. Uh, She she really became a person who loved God deeply. She loved uh, the Word of God, the Bible, and uh, she really gained a passion to see other people come to faith in Christ. Um, she she was really blessed uh, to receive a college education. And that day, uh, not many people, even, uh, even if they were in the upper middle class and they were a lady, got to do that. Uh, but even beyond that, she got to go on for her master's degree. And while she was studying for her master's degree, she met the love of her life. Uh, his name was Crawford Toy. And as time progressed, though, Toy... Uh, began to rethink his views about uh, a lot of things. In, in fact, uh, very specifically, though he was preparing for ministry, he began to have some doubts about the Bible, and particularly the issue of the inerrancy of Scripture and the sufficiency of Scripture. Of course, this caused a lot of problems for Lottie. Um, she had a heart for reaching the lost, but she knew that her passion for God was really incompatible with the love of her life's newly adopted views. Uh, she loved him greatly and didn't know what she was going to do, so she just prayed about it, trusting it to God, until it actually happened that uh, Toy kind of brought it to a head. He, he actually proposed marriage to her.
0: Wow, I, I remember studying Crawford Toy a little bit in, the, in my undergrad, and um, this must have been a
1: serious decision for Lottie. So how did she go about it? Well, she knew that there was really no way that the path that God had her on uh, would be something she could persevere with if she married Toy. Uh, But she loved Toy very, very much. In fact, uh, she was dedicated to him and even decided it was him or no one else that she would marry. So in the end, she decided she would never marry because she just could not compromise on her position on the Word of God. And so she dedicated her life to taking the gospel uh, to people who don't know Jesus uh, as an unmarried woman in the 1800s. Wow, that that required so much perseverance, I'm sure,
0: and it seems to bring up a topic that we've seen a lot through our study on perseverance, um, that perseverance often is at the ex- or is at the expense or because
1: someone has harmed you Mm, hmm No doubt about that. You you know, one of the things that we realized, though, is that this decision that she made for her life uh, really was something she stood by. Uh, Sometimes we we make decisions in a moment, uh, good decisions or bad decisions, and then we change our mind. But, you know, she lived this out. Lottie uh, never married. And instead, she actually did what was unthinkable in that day, and that is she went to the mission field, the international mission field, how be it, uh, as a single woman. And uh, she actually went to a very difficult place. She went to China, and she went there to serve as a teacher, but really focused on sharing Jesus with other people. Um, Lottie's time in China was difficult. Uh, at best, if you would describe that. In fact, when she first arrived, the people didn't even trust her at all. Um, they, they actually called her the devil woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty harsh. Um, but she lived with him. She dressed like him. And she loved on him, which many missionaries didn't do in that day. And so uh, eventually this began to open doors for her to share Jesus. Um, it was pretty cool. But, you know, despite those changes that happened that begin to open doors, even after people begin to accept her and listen to her and give her time, uh, Lottie's time in China was really marked by suffering. Uh, She had a constant struggle with a lack of resources. Um, She faced hunger. She faced, faced persecution at times. Uh, throughout her uh, time in China. Well, one time in particular, the, the local uh, Christians at a particular church were under serious persecution, and, and they, the local government was actually coming to tear down the church. And uh, Lottie went and stood between the church building and the persecutors, and uh, she, she actually said to them, if you try to destroy this church, you'll have to kill me first. I mean, that's pretty bold. Wow. Uh, but. She went on to say, she said, look, Jesus gave himself for us as Christians, and I'm ready to give my life for him now. Uh, So she she faced difficult times. In fact, that wasn't the only time she faced uh, those kind of persecuted difficulties. Uh, During the Boxer Rebellion, uh, she also faced uh, some of those kind of times. So Lottie Moon persevered through hardship.
0: Uh, obviously, making a decision about uh, rejecting the love of your life, uh, but she also had to persevere through persecution. That's got to be even more difficult. Mm. Uh, can you explain how that can be done? Well, um,
1: Lottie is a great example of it. Uh, you know, uh, everyone that knew her reported that she faced the hardships, she faced the uh, the times of hunger, the lack of resources, and even the persecution with great joy. Uh, in fact. Uh, Because of some poor health, uh, she was finally convinced to to take a vacation, uh, to take a break. And in 1903, she came back to the United States for just a very short time. And when she got here, she was in very poor health. She was malnutritioned. uh, And everyone that knew her and loved her was very worried about her. And so they really insisted, all of her family and friends, the church, everybody insisted that it was time for her to retire uh, to to eat regularly, to to rest and to recover physically, but uh, she had an interesting response, Joe. Uh, I want to read it to you. It's a it's actually a quote directly from her. It says nothing could make me stay here. China is my joy and my delight. It's now my home. Hmm. Pretty amazing, uh, considering all that she had to persevere.
0: That is an amazing statement. And um,
1: a few years ago, I'm just
0: recalling this. Um, there was a very moving moment at the Southern Baptist Convention, or in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, I think David Platt told the story of her passing.
1: Yeah, actually, when David uh, was president of the IMB, he was speaking, that was in uh, 2018, at the uh, Southern Baptist Convention uh, in June. And he actually uh, shared some uh, very interesting insights. And, and I, again, I'm going to read this, this one to you, so just listen close. He said 1911 brought a serious famine to China. Lottie appealed to the mission board to send more funds so she could help feed people. But the board responded that they were in debt and they could not help at the time. Lottie responded by using her own money until she had none left. Lottie called for a friend to help her write a will. When she arrived, she found, when Lottie's friend arrived, she found Lottie weighing 50 pounds. Wow. She learned that, or he, the doctor that came, learned that she had made a conscience decision that she was going to give her food to help other people, even if it meant not eating herself. Other missionaries decided they had to send her back to the U.S., and they finally convinced her to go, even though she resisted. They refused to listen to her, and they carried her to a ship. Another missionary accompanied her on the journey, but Lottie's health worsened. The ship put to port in the harbor of Kobe, Japan. While in the harbor, Lottie died, having persevered faithfully to God's call, clear to the end.
0: That's an amazing, well, it's probably not so amazing nearly as it is uh, impactful story of perseverance in the life of Lottie Moon.
1: Uh, It is, Joe. Lottie persevered in her decision to follow the Lord despite hardship, persecution, famine, and even death. And of course, as I said at the beginning, it reminds me of a, of another person, but it was a, a biblical character. Oh, really? Who could that be, Dr. Ballard? Well, th- this is a lady who lived in Moab uh, during the time when the judges ruled the country of Israel. The nation of Israel was hit with a famine, just like Lottie had experienced famine, the situation, though, became so bleak that the man, a man named Elimelech took his wife, Naomi, along with their two sons, and they moved to Moab. When they got to Moab, uh, Elimelech died. Uh, the two boys grew up, they got married, and uh, they cared for their mother. But as time passed, both the sons were killed as well. And after they died, Naomi found herself living in a foreign land with no family, no visible means of support, and um, it was just a bad situation. But Naomi realized and heard, got word, that the famine in Israel was over. So she decided it would be better for her to try to return home. Uh, She headed out, and as she went to go, her two daughters-in-law said, hey, we'll we'll go with you. Uh, Their husbands had died as well, but Naomi insisted that they not. She she said, no, you, you stay here with your own people. And Naomi, in fact, um, described herself as someone who had become very bitter, having moved, having lost her husband, then having lost her two sons. And uh, now she just, she just wanted to go home where maybe she could get somebody to, to help her eat and uh, live out her life. But, but one, of the, one of the two daughters-in-laws just refused. They refused to go back to their own country. In fact, this is what she said. You can read it in in, in the Bible. It says, "'Entreat me not to leave you, "'or to turn back from following after you. "'For wherever you go, I will go, "'and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. "'Your people will be my people, "'and your God will be my God. "'Where you die, I will die, "'and there I will be buried. "'The Lord do so to me and more also.'" If anything but death parts you and me,
0: I see where you're going, President Ballard. You're going
1: to the Book of Ruth, absolutely. And in Ruth, chapter one, verse sixteen and seventeen, we read those words. The amazing thing is, is those those words are often quoted in a in a wedding ceremony, <laughs> and uh, certainly you could see some application there that in the commitment that a husband and wife make to each other. But it was actually uh, a young lady. Uh, who had her whole life ahead of her, committing herself uh, really to walking with her mother-in-law, who was a self-professed bitter person, uh, but to take care of her and to be with her, and uh, no, no matter what happened, she was she was ready to do that, and you can probably see why that reminds me a lot of Lottie Moon. Absolutely. Well, Joe, Ruth persevered through great difficulty all of her life. Uh, She moved to the foreign country. She lived in poverty. And she lived among people who didn't even care for people of her ethnicity. No doubt they looked at her kind of funny. Hmm. She worked long, hard days just to get by. Often the very person that she was caring for spewed out harsh bitterness. But she persevered. Ruth committed herself to obeying God and caring for her mother-in-law despite the difficulties that she faced.
0: Yeah, what's so awesome about Ruth is that the Lord did
1: reward her for her perseverance. He did indeed, Joe, at least in three ways that uh, the Scriptures make clear. First, the, the Jewish people recognized her faithfulness, and they gave testimony to her despite the fact that she was from a people group that they tend to look down upon. Another way, though, is that the Lord provided her a a new husband, a great husband, in fact, in in Boaz. And a third, and probably the most significant, is the Lord fulfilled his promise to send the Messiah through the line of Boaz and Ruth. In fact, Ruth was the great-grandmother of King David. Wow, Ruth's story really is amazing, President Ballard, and it reminds me uh, that God does reward our perseverance. He does indeed. There's no question about it. Uh, Sometimes he rewards us in tangible ways right now that everyone in our life can see, kind of like Ruth, uh, when he gave her a husband. And so sometimes, though, it's more like Lottie Moon, and uh, he rewarded her spiritually right in the moment, but her tangible reward waited for the next life. And that sometimes happens for us as well. But you know what? He always rewards the faithful perseverance of his children. In fact, the author of Hebrews said this in Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister to us. That's an amazing thought that certainly fits both the life of Ruth and of Lottie Moon.
0: That certainly is an amazing thought and promise in Scripture, President Ballard. But
1: speaking of thoughts, is there one that you have to wrap up this week? (laughs) Absolutely. You know I always do, Joe. And folks, I want us all to remember that the Lord will remember and He will reward your faithful perseverance.
0: Thank you for joining us for Perspectives on Perseverance today. If you'd like to know more about Northeastern Baptist College, please visit us on the web at www.nebcvt.org. No matter what today may bring, Persevere and have a great day in Jesus. From the heart of the Northeast, for the hearts of the world, we will persevere, as soldiers. To the right or left, we.